0: Hello, my name is Monique Camella. I am a trauma-informed feminine empowerment, self-love and relationships coach. I created the Good Girl Unleashed podcast as a way to support you on your journey to liberating yourself from limiting beliefs, trauma, suppression, so that we can all come home and live authentically and unapologetically I support my clients and my community with resolving trauma, releasing suppressed emotions in a safe, supportive way that allows them to reconnect to their authentic self and create a deeply fulfilling life and rich, nourishing relationships. I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Good Girl Unleash podcast. So today I am here with the beautiful Dasha and I'm just going to hand straight over to you and let you jump in and introduce yourself and then we're going to jump into this juicy conversation. There's so many things that I'd love to dive into but we're just going to see where <laughs> this conversation takes us.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much Monique for having me. I'm so excited to yeah, I just connect and talk and share wisdom and co-create this beautiful episode for um, the listeners. So my name is Dasha and I call myself a vision doula. So if you're familiar with the doula, it's someone that hel- helps with the birthing process. So I help with the birthing of your missions, visions and purpose into the world And I do that through a mixed bag of tools um, that I have gathered since I started my self-development journey at the age of 16. And um, I also gather a lot of tools from travelling the world. Um, I am a wanderlust. Uh, Actually, that was the inspiration for my online business to continue to travel. I've ticked off 55 countries so far on the list um, and counting. Um, as I fully have a online um, digital nomad lifestyle right now, which is really, really beautiful and exciting. And it allows me to go and study deeper and learn more all over the world. Um, Because after completing my psychology degree in social and neuropsychology, I just felt like there was something missing. And that is where, I dived into mysticism. So my work um has a very scientific approach to it, but also very embodied and magical um approach. So we do a lot of embodiment IFS work, somatic work, breath work. So really working from bottom up and top down approaches, meaning mind, body, body, mind. So not just like staying in the mind, how the mind's thinking, how the mind's working. um And also it's infused with tantra, shamanism, Taoism, intuition magic all the things cosmic like it's just yeah I, I really thrive in helping people live a life of miracle so really making the impossible possible and seeing that you can you can create anything in the world and through my business I really I guess walk the talk because I just create it, and I really want to share that with others that they can too. Like anything, like if they have dreamt it, they can create it. Yeah. You know? mm. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah.
0: Mm, beautiful. It feels like that that bridging of the two worlds, like that scientific with the the magic of the world and the mind and the body, like really bringing that together. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I really love like energy and magic, and I see that there are ways to explain it, you know, where we talk a little about energy, but like the the normy, sorry, do <laughs> not what I call it, like the standard, I don't know, way to say it. it's like mindset, you know, so it's like we have explained energy through mindset, but there is so much like more to that, you know, when people do mindset work um how does it even work you know why does it work <laughs>
0: yeah and i guess um like i feel like that's where i started as well as like more that kind of science based and then going into that mindset and masculine business personal development and i feel like that was a gateway or like it was a door that opened me up to this world where i realized Oh, yeah, but it was actually felt safer for me to go into that more masculine way to begin with. And then I started to kind of dip my toe into more of that like feminine magic, like the shadowy side and like the unknown and kind of like a bit of a pendulation. Like I would find myself kind of dipping into that feminine or that magic and that energy and all of those Things that are a little bit harder to explain with words or science, and then I would kind of come back to, yeah, kind of that mindset, and yeah, finding those ways to weave those ways to weave it all together. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I guess because you mentioned it, the unknown, you know, that's the that's scary. So people yeah. tend to stick to what they can explain, um, and especially in self development, like I also started like at sixteen. My journey was very like you know, um, how can you be more productive? How yeah. can you get a pay rise? How can you get a um, promotion? How can you buy a bigger car and a bigger house, you know? Uh, and how can you
0: manifest that partner? But it was lacking that depth, you know? Yeah, yeah, I so resonate with that. And, yeah, it, it kind of felt like as well that these are things that, we're kind of conditioned to want, and we kind of limit, we can limit ourselves in that. It's like, it's beautiful to want these things. And there's still a lot of those things I deeply desire. So it's not wronging that, but knowing now that there's so much more available to us and something that I do want to explore today with you is the abundance um, consciousness. I prefer consciousness over mindset. Um, so it's like that abundance and I've spoken about uh, a powerful experience I had with this pr- um, a little while ago when I was like chasing abundance and it was kind of coming from this masculine I'm trying to manifest, trying to create, trying to like force this experience of abundance and it was deeply rooted of like needing financial abundance, thinking that once I had the money, I would have the freedom, I would have the power, I would have the self-worth, I would have the things that I want. But what I was missing was like abundance is so much more than just money and things. And when I was trying to do one of Joe Dispenza's um, meditations, I was like, I don't know how to connect to the frequency of abundance because I don't actually know what it feels like. And I'm trying to force myself to connect to this energy so I can get what I want. (laughs) And I couldn't connect to it. So there was one point where I kind of threw my hands up in the air and I was like, all right, universe, I have no idea what this feels like. I don't know how to connect to it. Show me what abundance is. and I in that moment it, there was like a surrender and a letting go of what I thought abundance was. And then the universe, like through like a s- synchronicity of divine events showed me abundance in all these different ways that did not include money. <laughs> and I was like, wow, abundance was here all along and it was inside and I've been chasing it. And while I've been chasing it, I've been running away from it because it was here all along. And mm-hmm. then it was like this, ah, oh, like, I don't have to chase this anymore. Everything I've ever wanted is actually inside because when we want something, we tend to just, we want to feel a certain way. And I realized in that moment, even though I knew the like idea of it and I had spoken about this idea of like, it's all inside, but it was actually the embodiment and the like that full embodied experience of, Oh, it's actually here. And I've finally connected to that.
1: Mm, mm. yeah beautiful that's so thank you for sharing all of that and um I had so much come to me as you were sharing uh because yeah abundance is such an interesting conversation and Right now I am preparing for I have I already have a money course, but I'm updating it. So I'm doing a lot of research like I am in the world of prosperity and money like and the way I create my courses um, is I channel them. Yeah, but I also embody them and I have a go on my own crazy wild ride to be able to talk about it and to experience from a very embodied experience and even the things that i'm like yes i've nailed this it's like it comes in i'm like as if i forgot everything it's new i'm like who am i what is happening how am i creating this reality for myself um so I'm really in the world of it. It's really beautiful what you just shared. And I'm going to add a little bit because there's now I'm noticing as I'm doing all this research and I really love looking for patterns, you know, like one of the things that really inspires me in the work I do with my clients is seeing like, how can I make things easier for them? And how can I have them more successful? Like, what are they missing? You know, because sometimes I'm like really quick at getting somewhere, but then I'm like, I'm telling you to do this. Why aren't you doing this? Like, what is, what's happening here? Um, so I'm in my like little uh, research uh, phase around money and abundance. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic and what you talked about. That's really funny when we chase abundance and I find like from myself and many, many people um, that I worked with and in my communities that are like self-development junkies Um that's how you find abundance, like through surrender. But also when you hit rock bottom, a lot of the time where you literally have nothing, nothing. And then in that moment, when you have lost everything, maybe faced your biggest fear, you realize that actually you're abundant and you have it all. Yeah. So I guess that's the first level. And I, I forget because I'm now at this, place and I'm talking to a different conversation which I will in a moment but as you shared that I was like oh yeah that's the other level that that you have to hit first so the first level is actually yeah being able to embody abundance understand what what is abundance Um, because actually and this is funny, I guess, for people that haven't embodied it. It's like the thing I say next might trigger you, but it's actually really easy to plug into abundance. And right now, I'm working with my friend, uh, with my clients, who are, I guess, my friends, <laughs> but um, they were clients first. But I'm just so inspired by them, and it's just, yeah, beautiful souls. Um, Yeah, uh, one of the desires is always like, I want to plug into abundance. I want to plug into abundance. And I'm like, yeah, that's not what you want. It's easy to plug into abundance. You can easily plug into abundance. What you want is to stay in the abundance. And that is where the work comes in. Because a lot of the time, and I'm curious if you've experienced this, I know I have, I know many of my clients have. It's you have it. You get the abundance. You get like your maybe a pay rise. You get maybe a new car. You get like, I don't know, like those new clients. Well, like the thing, you feel it. You're like everything is happening. Like you have all these like potential lovers on your doorstep because you're abundant in that way. Like you have incredible food. You have it all, right? But then something happens (laughs) and then it's like you unplug the abundance and you turn on like the the vacuum of scarcity and it's all gone and you're like wait a second what where wait how am i back here like what just happened right Mm -hmm. and that that's the next layer actually because once you discover abundance and the other bit i want to add is when we discover abundance we realize like, oh, we're so abundant, like we don't need money. Yeah. And then the next layer of like rejection and shaming money comes in. And it's like, I don't need it. I'm abundant. Oh, if I had 300k, I would feel free and peaceful. So I don't need that 300k. I'm just going to be free and peaceful now. And like, there's still so much work. It's like, no, actually, you're still rejecting money. It's just energy. And like, What if you were free and peaceful with the 300K in your bank account? What would your life look like now? Because it would look definitely different to 10K. Yeah, it's just like that's the reality. Like you would feel different, you would think different, you will act different. And that's what happens with money. You do. You do, it changes you because then you discover like, wow, there's so much more possible. Like I didn't even know I could experience the world like this, right? Like your food choices upgrade, maybe your car choices upgrade, your travel choices, your education choices, your housing, like your whole world shifts, but it also like who you are shifts. And for you to feel worthy and deserving of that lifestyle and that future is the next layer. Mm.
0: Yeah, I definitely resonate with that. Like that, that ability to stay in it. And we were chatting briefly just before we jumped in about that ability to stay in it of like something happens in life and you, that trigger happens and then you're like, it feels like you're kind of catapulted back to, where you were prior to experiencing that abundance and i noticed this with clients that i work with like we start to work together and we start to have some breakthroughs and some shifts and it feels amazing and it's like whether it's the abundance they're feeling or the happiness or the joy or like life is great like i can do this and they're like really believing in themselves and then something will happen and i've definitely experienced this for myself where i'm like i'm teaching this stuff and i'm sharing this stuff and then something happens and it's like oh, it feels like everything's falling apart. You've forgotten all your tools and you're like, what's the point? <laughs> kind of just like almost like sometimes wanting to to give up or just in such a stress response that it's like we lose our center and, and we forget how di- like how abundant we are and how easy it is, like you say, to plug into abundance and to trust and to know that, everything is taken care of and we are taken care of and I'm okay. And this is one of those ways to ride. Um, and I find when I'm in those experiences where everything's kind of like contracting, there's a lot of tension, there's triggers, there's stuff coming up. I find those really potent times of receiving insights and messages. I'm like, this is my initiation. This is what I'm going to be bringing into the world next. But still even I can like, can get like really, lost in that sometimes of like oh my god this one's never going to end (laughs) and it's just like oh like i definitely have found um because we connected like through vita and, and Layla's program and i found since going through that i've learned so much and i've been able to have more discernment around the different parts like who's talking right now and knowing that it's not necessarily my present self, it's actually a part of me that has been triggered from whatever's happening in the external. And that's an opportunity to heal and integrate and support and love this part. But yeah, I'm curious what you might have to share around that.
1: Yeah, I, I so, yeah, I obviously resonate. And, you know, when I started my self-development journey at that, at 16 it was like this seminar style thing and they literally would tell you like if you do this course your life will change forever like all your worries all your problems will go away and people would do the course and then they're like but I still have these problems and they're like oh well then you should do the next course yeah and I was like something is up you know because I actually believed them I thought like if you do it all your problems would go away and as I've continued, actually, I'm so grateful for them. They had a lot of issues, a lot. Like I could, I would never name who they are. I would not like to promote them, um, but they inspired me to do better. You know, like everything yeah. that they did was disgusting. I was like, okay, I want to do my own thing that would not be like that. Um, and one of the things that I'm really authentic about in the work I do with my clients and the content I create is I say like, that's like you're in the human experience you know you're gaining tools to have a better life but you're human and you're gonna have shit happen to you inevitably you know and like I work with people who are healers change makers spiritual small business owners right so when you decide to create a soul business the stakes are really high you know, like they are high, like in any life, you know, you have a commitment to your work, to your partnership. So things can still get, you still get triggered, right? But when you are birthing your soul baby, you know, things are extra, extra high intensity. So no matter how many tools you have, and you mentioned this, like the parts work that we did with Layla, um, IFS is really good resource for that as well, internal family systems. Um, I work with that. And honestly, I was doing my gratitude this morning and I was like, I am so freaking grateful for IFS. If it wasn't for IFS, I don't know if I would be here because I had the trigger this morning and last night and it was a part of me that's not me. Like it's me, but it's like a really old part, like very young mm. heart and i was like checking in with that part but when you're in that part that it fully takes over and that's the reality and it feels so true yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then when you can actually see like oh that's this that's another that's there's many parts of me that there's the empowered parts and then there's the parts that I'm really trying to protect so no matter how like and this is when you have your big vision. That's when they come in, you know. When you have the abundance, it's like, oh, not safe, not safe. Let's just like destroy everything and go back to equilibrium of misery, you know. And the thing, um, Joy Dispenza talks about this as well. Many people talk about um the fact that you you from age of zero to seven, that's where all your core beliefs and uh, values get created. And then you're repeating them just on on repeat, nonstop. So it's not, and say you were uh, like verbally abused as a child, you know, or you've been hit or something like that, right? That actually feels safe, even though that's not safe, right? But that feels safe, that's familiar. So then you go and repeat the cycle of maybe having friends that are very like verbally abusive or real partners, And that feels safe. And actually being around friends and partners that are loving and caring feels unsafe. It's like, what the hell? That's unsafe. It's like a warp reality, but that's what's familiar feels safe, right? So when you're going back to abundance, right? And scarcity, um, having no money feels safe, even though maybe you can't afford rent, you can't put food on the table, that still feels safer than being able to eat whatever you want, to buy whatever you want, to travel yeah. wherever you want.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I totally resonate with that of like, yeah, it's even I've had that experience where there's money coming in and like more than I'm used to and it's coming through by my sole business. I'm like, this is foreign because it's not what I grew up knowing was possible. It's something that I was like, kind of something deeper it was possible, but like my conditioning was like, this isn't possible. And so it would come in and I would just find ways to like, get rid of it, like spend and spend and spend, which is another conditioning from, um, what I learned growing up is like, you just, you spend, you live week to week. So that's, yeah, it's been quite fascinating. Like just chatting about that of what feels safe. And what doesn't, so it's like having money in the bank account can, yeah, sometimes actually not feel safe, which when we talk about it, it's like that's really bizarre, but that's what's happening is that safety piece. And I talk so much about safety and it's, it's quite fascinating because when I'll share with clients about like, oh, there's this unsafety here, it's like, no, I know I'm safe. And it's like, well, you might know that you're physically safe, but there is a part of you that's saying, Alarm, alarm bell, <laughs> I'm not safe right now. Um, but what I notice a lot of people saying is why is this coming back up? I thought mm-hmm. i dealt with this. Why is it coming back? And then finding them, like I was saying, that catapulting back into old ways. And, yeah, that felt really resonant with what you were sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, (laughs) it isn't,
1: yeah, I think there's many, there's many ways to answer that question, right? One is like, there's always another layer, right? The other thing is like, maybe you didn't actually look at it the way you thought. Maybe you looked on a very superficial level, but you didn't actually get to the root, to the root of it. Um, the other thing is like I know with Vita, we're not really meddling in the past. That is not actually the way we work. We don't go to we don't have to go to the very thing of the thing. Um, but we rewire the nervous system, right? So perhaps you didn't rewire the nervous system. Perhaps you um, your nervous system isn't regulated to this new reality. Perhaps, and also you know like what you talked about where people say, Oh, but I am safe. And then but they have zero awareness that actually there are parts that are not, then that's like, okay, well, you have no awareness, so go and like learn because you need to have awareness, you have to have understanding always that it's like there's gonna be a part that doesn't feel safe because Unless you are going to live the exact same life of one to seven years old, you're going to have new experiences and new experiences feel scary. Um, And, oh, my God, I've done so much work around, like, upper limiting and money and business um, because I have really big dreams and I I, want to have a lot of money because I want to have the most wild experience of this human experience. Um, And for that, you need money, unfortunately, in this reality. Like um to really have the freedom of choice like if you don't you can still have incredible experiences if you uh, enroll other people in giving it to you but if you have money then you can do whatever the hell you want you decide when you go where you go how you go right um so the the part that um I wanted to talk about in terms of repeating these cycles
0: <sighs>
1: yeah i guess like yeah it's <laughs> it's it's a it's like the thing that comes to me it's just like it's part of this human experience to have experience like some kind of something right so whether you repeat the same thing or whether there's going to be another thing for you to experience, to learn, to work through. It's just, it's never ending. And if you have the right tools, then you can kind of like get out of it instead of getting it, it taking you fully and having to, having you quit your business, having you quit your relationship, having you quit or taking you out into a depressive cycle for like 10 months it's like a minute. You're like, oh shit, this is the part. Okay. Can I take care of it? Boom. Next.
0: Yeah. That's what I've noticed has shifted a lot for me is like, rather than being in something like you said for 10 months, it's like maybe a couple of hours, maybe it's a couple of days, maybe it's 10 days. Like I, I find now that when it's a longer process, it feels like a thicker layer of the onion that I'm peeling back. And it's like, I've just let go of it needing to leave in a certain time frame. in the past. I was like, Oh my God, how do I fix this? How do I get out? I must change this. I must do something. And I've even had clients the same thing like, well, which tool do I need to do? Which practice do I need to do to get out of this? And I'm like, how about you just don't, why don't you just meet this part? And I have found that now where I am today, I'm, I'm able to do that of like, okay, this is what's present for me. I'm going to like really embrace this and be with it and lean into it. And then that's how I actually move through it and pop out the other side with all like the wisdom of that experience. And like I said, we are here to experience really like for me, it's all that it means to be human. It's not just all of what we perceive is the good. I feel like it's we're here to learn and grow and experience um, and have these highs and these lows.
1: Yeah, and I wanted to add when you were sharing the first time, um, I have this like saying, I live by you, the win or you learn, you know, and when you can really live by that, you, your life transforms, you know, just and you shared so beautifully, like how when you go really into the depths, you're like, this is my initiation, you know, and that is true. You know, it's like every trigger, even this morning, I was so triggered. And it's so funny when I get triggered because it's so unusual. Like it rarely happens. And I'm so deeply in it. I'm like, wow, cool. Okay. All right. Let's do some work. With- yes. I have something yeah. to like use these tools to practice these tools. I really want to get better at using. Like I finally have something to like really juicy to work with. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's so beautiful because you're like okay what is what is my opportunity to transform this because you yeah. can it's like bring awareness and uh compassion has been the biggest um thing that I've integrated into my coaching because it was the biggest journey for me and I see for my clients it's like when you can just have compassion for yourself your world opens up right because we're yeah. so terrified of making mistakes yeah And then we like make ourselves feel so fucking bad about it. You know, it's like we're the worst and shame and guilt and all of that on top of just making a wrong choice or taking a step the wrong way. You know, when we have compassion, it liberates us to just keep on walking, you know, even if we trip up. We get back up and we just keep on walking. And we forget about that time where we just tripped over. It's not like we've given it all this energy and it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just tripped over. Oh, my God, I just yeah. tripped over. I cannot keep walking. I just tripped over. How dare I trip over?
0: You know? Yeah. I often like, talk about how, because I've got a three-year-old and it's like, If when he was learning to walk, if he fell over and was like, oh, well, I fell over, I guess I'm never going to walk again. I'm just not going to walk. Like, he would still be sitting on his butt. Like, they just don't do that. They just get up again and again and again. They fall over again and again. And, like, when he falls over, he'll – like, I can actually see him – take a moment to feel into am i hurt or am i not and before he starts screaming or like oh i'm all right and he just gets up and (laughs) goes on but even if he starts screaming he expresses and then he moves on i'm like wow just magical (laughs) but like even that win or learn piece of like we tend to kind of we have this idea of like oh i've taken the wrong turn i've made the wrong decision and we can go into those stories around like whatever comes up about, oh, I've done it wrong or I've failed or we can get really stuck in that. But it's like I love the win or learn because when you get really curious about what this path has like revealed to you, it's like, well, maybe that like quote-unquote wrong choice or decision or wrong turn actually is what led you to the right way because how else would you have known it was what was right if you didn't first know what was wrong? So it's like it's feedback. Um, so I never, I, I love that because it's like, I don't feel like there is any wrong decision. I just think you're either going to make like the right decision or you're going to learn and then you're going to pivot, which means it was the right decision. Cause it gave you the feedback you needed to pivot.
1: <laughs> yeah. I really like to look at it in the way that there's like a fast track and then there's the scenic route. Yeah. But sometimes you actually can't take the fast track because if you do, you're not actually ready and then you go back to the start. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes it's like you fast track and then you actually have to return back and take the scenic route because you have to like say, yeah. pick up the 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 food on the way to the picnic, you know, because if you go yeah. straight to the picnic with no food, you're like, oh damn, okay, I have to go back and yeah. take the other way to pick up all these things that I actually need yeah. to be like ready. Exactly.
0: <laughs> what kind of eat? picnic has no food? <laughs> and it's like, same with if if we have this idea of like, oh, I want to create this beautiful business and we want to jump from where we are straight to having the business. It's like, we haven't gathered the skills and the tools to navigate all the things that come up with business. Like if I knew all the things I was going to experience with business, I think I would have actually gone slower and taken my time to really gather my skills and tools and really build that ability to regulate. And a lot like I probably would have taken a bit more of a scenic route, Or at least enjoyed the scenic route that i did take a lot more and i've even said like with my partner for for five years prior to meeting him i was single and i was like chasing love and wanted this big idea of like the fairy tale and i don't really feel like i fully was able to enjoy that experience because i felt so deeply in lack like i wasn't being chosen i wasn't pretty enough i wasn't this and i was chasing trying to get an inner child need met and then when we met and it just like took off it was like boom like i love you meet the parents engaged baby like all the things happened so fast like everything i had wanted for so long even the business happened in that time as well it was freaking intense and it was really overwhelming and it brought up so much shit that i didn't know like i kind of thought you just find the one and have the conscious relationship and it's smooth sailing it's not (laughs) and I was like I remember saying um, not even that long ago to one of my really good friends was like if I had known that I was going to meet this person at this time I would have enjoyed those single years more (laughs) because I would have like I already know that's inevitable it's coming let me just have fun. Oh my God, I think
1: that is the best advice you could give to anyone, but they will never listen, right? I (laughs) I was in the same boat and people like, just enjoy being single and you're like, oh my God. I don't want to be single. Like, I don't want that. I can't enjoy it. I want to like be, uh, and it's like total insecurities, like chosen and be someone's and, you know, it's all these things. And yeah. I so felt that, like, I felt that as well. Um, so deeply and I was so needy and I did like all that inner work and I embodied my queen and then I met my partner straight away. And I was like, wait, 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 like, and now I'm not ready. Like I wanted to be single and enjoy my power. You know, it's like, what the hell? So I, yeah, it's funny. Like it's such good advice because I love, but I think what you said was really, really potent that it's inevitable, you know, that it is inevitable. So just frickin' enjoy the ride and don't settle. You know, I think that's another thing is like a lot of the time people settle and then they don't actually allow themselves to receive the thing they want because they don't create the spaciousness yeah but if you just remember it's inevitable
0: yeah and even bringing that back to like abundance and money it's like that's another thing that I've utilized this experience in regards to like business and money of like it's already inevitable and I loved what um you shared earlier and it's it's actually in alignment with something that i've got as like my laptop screen of like when you desire it you are meant for it like if you can dream it it's possible like it really is and we have that ability to create it's easy to plug into abundance like these things are all true but sometimes they feel really untrue because of Mm -hmm. whatever is deeper inside, which is really just an opportunity to meet those things. So as we're chatting, if any of this is triggering of like, that's not true, or like it's bringing up stuff, it's like, that's the opportunity here. That's the initiation is to feel what's coming up and what's resistant to what we're sharing so that you can move through that and experience what we are talking about. But it's like, yeah, like bringing it back to that, that money of like, If it's money that you desire, if it's a business, if it's like, whatever it is, it's like, it's inevitable. And we're coming into that like compassion for the parts that might be pushing it away or resisting or saying unsafe. It's curiosity of like, what's this revealing to me? I found compassion and curiosity have been massive game changers for me.
1: Mm, Yeah, those are some incredible tools to really focus on. Yeah, another thing I want to add, another two things, as you were sharing about the triggers, because I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot people get triggered by this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So like I'm in such a different realm now of like the people I speak to, like my audience, my clients, my environment, you know, that I forget. And I live by the premise, and this is probably why I forget, But I live by the premise of your beliefs create your reality. And this is like a woo-woo thing, but I can also explain it in a way that's not woo-woo because our beliefs become our actions that then become our habits, right? So also, we can only process so much information. Like There's so much information that's constantly going into our brain, but we can only process so much. So, whatever we choose to focus on, like that's where the energy goes, focus goes, energy flows. And that is what we're processing. So, for example, if you're like, I can't afford it, I can't afford it, I can't afford it, I don't have enough, I don't have money, that is where your focus is going. So, your brain's like, okay, let me give you the evidence. And the world responds. It's like, I'm going to give you the evidence for why you can't afford it. And then it's like, let's break down the washing machine and let's like get scammed and, you know, whatever, you know. Whereas if you had a belief that I can afford it, yeah, I can have it, I can have it, I can have it. Then the universe, like, of course you can. And then you get a surprise surprise birthday money or maybe you get a new job or you get a new client or you get some someone buy something or you know you win some competition you know it's like like the world response yeah so and the other part as well to that is my other saying I'm full of sayings I really love sayings assumption is the mother of all fuck-ups right yeah. so stop assuming yeah like Stop assuming, stop assuming anything and notice, you know, it's like, yeah, it's hard to stop assuming because we're assumption making machines, but begin to notice, like, where are you assuming, like, are you assuming that that person's not going to text you? Are you assuming that that person's not, doesn't like you? That that person is not going to buy, that that person is not going to pay, that, 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 that thing is going to sell out that you're not going to get the thing that you're not good enough, that you're not smart enough, that you're not creative enough. Like, just notice what are you assuming and just sit with it. Yeah. Because. We, and what are you assuming are other people? Are you walking around and assuming that they're all stupid, they're all out to get you, they're all judging you, they're sluts, they're um, greedy, they're power hungry, whatever, right? What are you assuming? Even now, like, I invite you to sit with what have you been assuming about me and Monique in this conversation or about everything, like, even, like, you can be assuming things like, oh, they're so smart. They're so much smarter than me. You know, it's yeah. like, what are you assuming? Mm.
0: Yeah, and it's it's quite fascinating, like, just bringing that awareness to what is creating your current reality. Like, wherever you are right now, it's like, what are your thoughts? What are your actions? What have you been telling yourself? And just start to see that evidence for yourself and then start to maybe play with like even just some little things of like shifting a thought or like some self-talk and just see how that plays out and it's been quite fascinating for me doing that and through a lot of like the deep somatic work and that embodiment work it's quite fascinating now that I had this idea that I had to be in a certain vibrational state in order to manifest or receive. And I had a really powerful um, insight recently where it's like, actually maybe when I'm in this deep process where I'm emotional or I'm triggered or I'm overwhelmed, or I'm I'm in a process, maybe that's actually me cracking open rather Mm -hmm. than me being, not receptive and there's like obviously i still have so much shit and like i'm just never gonna be able to manifest this thing like right i started to notice the self-talk that i had when i was in the experience i was like that's what's actually blocking the receiving not the emotional state that i'm in the emotional state is like when i feel like i'm opening i'm releasing or i'm expressing i'm softening something is cracking open but the story was like oh my God, I'm stressing out or I'm overwhelmed or I'm this or I'm that and that means this and we can get really stuck in those stories. But it's quite fascinating that I've had experiences where I've still got this stuff going on and then I'm still able to receive. And I feel like it's going, like I would get really confused like, well, this person is telling me I have to like visualize and I have to be in the elevated emotion and I have to like Feel it. And I found that when I was doing that, I was getting very attached to how it has to happen. This is what has to happen. And Mm -hmm. this is how it has to be. I was in a control. Like, I need to control this rather than being in a surrender and an openness. And I have found that sometimes it's like the most, um, unexp, it's usually the unexpected times that things would come in because I'm getting out of the way. Wondering if you could speak to (laughs) some of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Um, Thank you for bringing that reframe in. And I think that's what I wanted to add as well to the part of your beliefs, create your reality. It's a very confronting premise to live by. Right. And it took a while and I want to share like it wasn't like instant. I was like, yeah, because then like, of course, the good things, Yeah, I will take credit for that. But the bad things, it's like, no, that wasn't me. That's not me. I'm not tu- I'm not turning on the scarcity vacuum. That no, that's just reality. That has nothing to do with me. You know, I don't want to take responsibility for that and I don't want to think that every time something bad's happening, I create that, you know. Um so what is powerful is things like the refrains, you know? So when you start noticing your um your the thoughts that you're running and that's the, the the first step really is awareness even just awareness could transform so much for you embodiment is really really important but awareness is the first step like understanding um and i, I as i've mentioned many times i'm deeply into the like the prosperity and money work right now and i was diving into louise Hayes' work who's like the pioneer of mindset i guess and in the industry now there's a lot of people saying like oh you need to like um feel it you know you really need to feel it the, like affirmations don't work and so funny because i was like curious to see what she has to say because that's all her work right and you know you don't hear things uh, until you're ready to hear them i think and what she says is like affirmations work right but if you say like I am abundant once in the mirror and then the uh, other i don't know how many like 12 hours of the day maybe you're like 6 hours of that time you're thinking about money cuz you're in scarcity and you're walking around and you're like that's too expensive and i can't afford that and oh who's that why are they blind? what who are they to wear such expensive things and oh my god judging 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 right Affirmation is affirming a reality. Affirmation, right? So you're I'm abundant affirmation means jack shit when you're like affirming the scarcity reality, right? Yeah. So that's like that's that's like a, a first step to that. Um and the other thing I, I wanted to add something else to what you shared. Um Can you remind me what you shared?
0: Hmm. I think I was lost in your sharing. (laughs) Um, But if you wanted to
1: say something on what I just shared, and then maybe we'll come back.
0: Yeah, like I did, I do resonate with that, of like, and that's often something I'll share is like, affirmations are powerful but I feel like it's one piece of the equation that's like well yeah you might do your meditation or your affirmation for this period of time of the day okay then, okay yeah. it came back to me it came back to me <laughs> so I'll say it before it disappears again cool. um, yeah because I like channel when I
1: speak and then I get lost and then I feel awkward because <laughs> I'm like oh fuck I have forgotten
0: everything. Um, that happens to me too.
1: <laughs> I think it to everyone. Like I'm just doing a training with Mantak Tia and I was talking to a friend yesterday about that. Cause it happens to him. It happened to her. Like you kind of like channel and then you're like, oh, what was I doing? Oh, okay. Let's come back to it. And then you yeah. suddenly like bring yourself back and it's super like, what?
0: I would always see like this train crashing, I'm like, because I would like think of your train of thought. I'm like, my train crashed. <laughs> it's gone no it's just
1: like when it's like the fork and then it's like the paradox and those duality of the experience where it's like and now there's two trains it's like what (laughs) (laughs) oh wait Uh, uh. um but yeah anyway what I wanted to add was to what you were saying where um you don't feel and I really love that like the openness and it's Where you don't have to, like, if everything is going wrong, it doesn't mean you're blocking yourself from receiving. What's blocking you is the thoughts. And it's so freaking true. And I just wanted to give some evidence to that of what I'm experiencing right now because I'm working with my own money stuff. And normally what I do is, like, I want to buy all these things. I'm going to manifest all this money and then I'm going to buy the things. And now I'm like, you know what? I actually want to work with just holding the money. Like, I want to build it. I just wanted to grow in my account, right? So that was the next layer of sabotage that came in, which was like a blinding, like, whoa. And, you know, while I was in my self-sabotage, while I was in total chaos and shit, it was still growing. It was still growing. And I had more money and more strap notifications, and it's just growing and growing. And I'm in my shit, you know, in the vacuum tab the vacuum, um, the vacuum, scarcity vacuum wasn't on, on. The abundance tab didn't turn on, you know? So there is ways that you can still self-sabotage to, and like self-sabotage is that I call it self-sabotage because you are self-sabotaging, but it's just the time where you're learning, you know, where it's like these parts are like protect, destroy, you know? And if you can just be with them, You know, or like allow yourself to just feel them, right? You talked about this and this is really important journey of self-growth is surrender. Like if you can just surrender to the emotion of whatever the hell is going on and just journey through it and sit with your thoughts and what are you thinking and the choices you want to make, and maybe write them down, like don't go making them, just really like write them down, meditate on them. And you might have this thing where a part loves to take you on a wild ride of like thoughts and doubts. And and actually like a really profound practice um, for all of this has been during this time for me. Um, and I don't know, I feel like it's been one of the most profound I don't know. I'm like, is it just because I'm here right now studying this? But um, I think it's a bit of both because I'm with a guy called Mantak Chiu. If you guys don't know, he's the guy that brought Taoism to the West. And Taoism is a really beautiful practice. It is all about cultivating your own energy to bring abundance into your life to bring healing to heal your organs to but the the main the main teaching of Taoism is balance right it's not getting rid of it's yin and yang right it's not getting rid of you being a bitch and an asshole it's like bringing balance it's like that's inevitable that's like what happens you're just a trigger i remember someone asked in class like but like to bring balance, do we have to cultivate the negative emotions? And I just laughed. I'm like, are you serious? That naturally, that just happens. That's inevitable. You know, even if you're the nicest person, you might still have some kind of thought, you know, mm-hmm. oh, hatred or whatever. So the practice that really has transformed my reality recently, deeply, was the six healing sounds. And the six healing sounds practice is there's five main organs and they hold different emotions. So it has like, for example, we have the lungs and that has grief, sadness in it, yeah? But the other emotion is courage and integrity, right? So the one I love working with is the spleen (laughs) because that is mistrust, worry, doubt, you know, and the other side of it is openness and trust, yeah? So it's like, oh, my God, when we're in this, like, response, we can just, like, let connect and let go of those emotions, you know, and then tap into the others, and it it freaking works. It's so powerful. And, like, the spleen is the last one, right? It's the worry and the doubt, and I'm like, I need to get there. That's what I need. But when I go through all the other organs, by the time I'm at the spleen, I don't even have the worry and the doubt. So the yeah. worry and the doubt comes from like the fear that's in the kidneys, you know, the anger that's in the, um, the liver, you know, the the impatience that's in the heart. And once you like process all of that,
0: you're like not even worried anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so fascinating. Like, these ideas around like that's what I have found with um like the positive thinking or the affirmations there can be a lot of like spiritual bypassing and so we think like I've got to feel this certain way all the time in order to manifest so we're trying to like be happy or joyful or like whatever it is like and avoid feeling Say, like the kind of darker emotions of grief or anger, or like we maybe don't feel safe to fully express certain emotions. Like, I notice a lot of people I work with don't feel safe or feel really blocked toward their anger. And it's like that just gets really repressed and repressed and repressed until eventually it explodes out. And I like to think of it like a bottle. It's like eventually that bottle gets full and you can't shove any more down. It's going to start exploding out of you. And then we go into shame because now we've just exploded potentially at the person that's not even that fault of what's going on. And then we start shaming and wronging and getting stuck in these stories like, oh my gosh, like this means this about me. And we're in that downward spiral. Whereas when we actually allow ourselves to fully feel an emotion, It often will only last, like, it's said to last, like, 90 seconds. Like, it doesn't actually last that long. What lasts so long and lingers is when you resist. What you resist persists. You keep pushing, 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 and you've just got that thing that's going to be there until eventually either you deal with it or it explodes out of you. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I have found in that process of, like, it's okay to feel all my emotions and I can still receive I can still be abundant and I can simultaneously hold these emotions. And I've noticed that's gotten stronger where I can feel deep in grief and I can feel so grateful for life. I can feel scarcity and abundance at the same time. I can feel disappointed, but like, oh my gosh, look at all the things that are going right. Like I can feel and hold these in my body and honor them like I don't feel like I have to get rid of anything anymore and that's I think a massive part for me is a lot of people come into my world like I have to get rid of this thing like this isn't serving me like I'm sabotaging like well maybe you're not sabotaging maybe you're protecting maybe you're like it's not about getting rid of it maybe it's embracing and loving it and like when you realize these parts of you are like inner children and younger versions of you and you're trying to like push them away it's like they're being abandoned all over again. How can we love them and bring them into my heart like, and validate, I get why you're doing this. I get why you're pushing this away. I get why you don't feel safe. Let me love you and be here for you and just have more compassion, more compassion because that's what I find has allowed me to become more receptive to everything that's already here. Like what we're saying, like abundance is here. <laughs> it's, it's not somewhere that you've got to get. It's already here. But when we're abandoning ourselves or pushing parts away or like rejecting parts of ourselves judging ourselves judging others we are pushing away we're not in that receptive space what i have found with being receptive it's very vulnerable and it requires us to be open and to receive and there's also like when we're when we're giving and over giving it's like we're in control but when we're receiving it can feel very vulnerable And so that's a lot of work that I've had to do for myself as well. Yeah. Yeah, I really love, um, I I love what you said about is
1: is it self-sabotage or is it like are you sabotaging yourself or are you protecting?
0: Oh, I love that reframe. It's so beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) And I I find as soon as we're like, oh, I'm self-sabotaging, a lot of us will go into like, putting ourselves down and shaming ourselves mm-hmm. for that, like, Oh, I'm doing it again. I'm sabotaging. Like, what have I got to do to change this? Or we go into the stories around it. When I realize I'm protecting part of me doesn't feel safe right now. And I'm doing everything in my power to protect and create a sense of safety because once upon a time I really did not feel safe. And this is what I had to do because I didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. How can you look at that child that when you see that inner child as like a child in front of you, how can you look at them and be like, you idiot. Like, <laughs> why are you doing this? Like, you're fucking ruining my life. Like, how can we do this? Like, this child, you see them and you just want to hold them. And I see it every time I'm guiding in a child work. It's a massive area of what I do. Is like, you see this child and all you want to do is hug it. All you want to do is love it. And you're like, why aren't we doing that for ourselves? It's And I sometimes find that like, when we see ourselves as that child, it makes it so much easier to be like, oh my God, let me just pick you up and hold you and love you. Like, I so get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like that. It's, it's I, and, you know, I love reframes because, you know, the thing, and you mentioned this, the thing that really stops us in our tracks is that negative self-talk like it's like what well, we're talking about like the tripping over and then just making a big deal about tripping over and just making ourselves feel so freaking wrong when you look at it like you just tripped over on something it's like so you know in real life when you're walking and you trip you're like ah ooh, ooh and you keep walking right but like we don't see that in other areas of life where we trip over you know it's like um we we think it's the end of the world, you know, and then this part comes in and starts to beat ourselves up. And if you can reframe it in a way like, oh, they're just all protecting us, you know, what is there to do? How can we support them in their protecting? Yeah. How can we re-parent them or how can we re-educate them? Like this is not supporting us. Like mm-hmm. being mean to us is not protecting us. Like how can you actually protect us you know and it's like it all comes back to this compassion piece you know compassion for all parts of you compassion for you and it's like when you can really embody that things shift and you know and this reframe really supports in embodying that compassion
0: yeah and I found as well like even like with now with like this shift that I've gone through it's like I can see these acts of protection as like a great act of self-love. And it's like these parts of me that just wanna protect me so much because someone else in the past wasn't able to meet me or meet a need or protect me in the way that I needed at that time. So I, part of me stepped up and was like, I'm gonna protect you. I'm mm-hmm. gonna love you. It may be dysfunctional because I didn't know how to love or protect in a more empowering way, but it served me to a point And now it's like acknowledging these ways of protection have become outdated and how can we support that part to feel like more empowered and like create new ways of protection so it's not about like let's just get rid of all the protection and just be like vulnerable for everything and feel so unsafe, we still want to create like a safety like through boundary setting or whatever it is that it's just finding that more empowering way of like acknowledging okay i understand this is what i felt like i had to do for this period of time i'm now seeing it as it's holding back me back from a desire that i have or a new experience i want to have or the money that i want to have or the partner or whatever it is all right what do i need to put in place in order to cultivate that inner safety that I can take the next steps to cultivating this dream and bringing this into reality. Um, and then that's like, you're working with this part. You're not getting rid of it. You're like, Hey, let's brainstorm. Let's work together and like, see is there another way that I can feel this deep level of safety and protection, but still be able to be open and receive and have these beautiful experiences and have this wild, amazing human experience while I'm, here on earth
1: Mm, yeah totally and this piece where um that you shared about you know you doing like really focusing on inner child work I yeah I believe it's I mean it's the core you know it's like what I don't mention that but that's like what all the work is you know because As we talked at the beginning, you know, it's from one to seven. Your whole reality gets created, and then you're repeating it on repeat. So, inevitably, um, and even like it's not even one to seven. You know, it's from the freaking womb. Like you're in the your mother's womb, and you're already creating that your birth is gonna so you're going to impact your whole life you know and it's like also the epigenetics of the ancestral things that your parents and grandparents and great-grandparents have lived that's in your blood in your system to be so it's like wow you know so yeah lots of inner child work ancestral work like all these things and it's so important if you haven't done it yeah it's a must inner child work is a must because you can imagine like uh zero to seven year old running your life, running a business, running a relationship. Like because when you are in this um trauma response, like stress, um you have this like freeze, spawn, uh fight, flight, automatic
0: five year old like there protecting you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like take a look around like what does life look like when our inner children are running the show and that's I often say it's like this part it's like hijacking the system like uh, let's go to battle or let's flee yeah. or like when we don't know how to fight or flee we freeze or we go into to fawn and we go to like people pleasing and whatever it is that we feel like we need to do in order to feel safe loved accepted belonging like get our core needs met i see that in our government like inner
1: children uh presidents they're in their pocket inner children having a tanty and it's like oh my god you're having a tanty with like missiles oh my god help yeah
0: yeah i think that all the time it's so funny you brought that i'm like oh my god wow Everyone yeah and in please. <laughs> i do and it makes so much sense it's like you look around you're like no wonder there's so much like shit going on in our lives and around us like there's a lot of unintegrated inner children running around and for me it feels like it's our duty to bring these inner children home and to love them and to give them what they didn't get when they were one two five seven however old and for me it's like even like really any younger version of self like let's just meet and love them all and it's quite funny because it's like i find a lot of people that are new to inner child work they're thinking oh there's one inner child and it's like actually there's just so many (laughs) and i've had clients i'm like oh i just have these all these children around me and i'm just loving them (laughs) and it's such a beautiful experience because it does feel like i feel like it's more empowering of like i'm here to bring these inner children home and to love them i'm not here to get rid of anything and we can take that pressure off, like, I've got to heal all this stuff and do all these things before I can have the life I want. I'm like, no, you mm-hmm. can have the life you want along the way. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we're going to experience different challenges and things coming up and uncomfortable things and uncertainty and triggers, like, it's part of that journey. How can we love ourselves through it? How can we find more joy in the moment rather than waiting until we get somewhere so it's like have all the goals have all the desires have all the dreams like I love that and I have many many of my own but how can we also experience the abundance and the joy and the love here and now while we're going through all the things yeah. because it's always going to be another challenge and there's yeah. always going to be another a layer that comes up so how can we experience joy love happiness abundance now whilst we're taking those next steps to creating the reality of our dreams because uh, a rude awakening that I receive was like, I received a lot of my dreams and I'm like, oh shit, this is hard. Like this (laughs) this comes with a lot of responsibility (laughs) and there's a lot of things that are involved that I didn't realize. I'm like, I didn't know this stuff was going to happen when I had my dream business. I didn't know this stuff was going to happen when I had the partner and the children and all the different things. And I'm like, this is really intense feeling good is really intense when you've only known like the not feeling good or feeling in scarcity you start to feel abundance and like all this stuff coming to you like whoa! I don't know if I can handle this <laughs> so yeah is there anything you want to speak to in regards to that
1: yeah, I guess that really encapsulated what we spoke about around like the self sabotage and the upper limiting things, you know, and the importance and like you you said it so beautifully at the start with like, it's inevitable, you know, with like, I wish I enjoyed my dating experience. And that's what comes to me when you share all that. It's like, yeah. Like the importance and you know, like all these sayings that you hear all the time and then when you embody it yeah. and you hear it and you're like, oh my God, this is it's like weird. gold. How it's did like- <laughs> how did I not hear it this way? But it's like the importance of enjoying the ride, you know, yeah. that it's like because we're always trying to and that's capitalism, you know, it's like trying to get us somewhere more, more do do you know, we've unpacked so many things in this episode, but that's another layer, you know, and it's like, it's not about that because then you'll be racing to the coffin. You know, you're never going to be satisfied because even when you have all these things that you've been manifesting and creating and burning and hustling your butt off and burning yourself out. So many people like message me, like, I want to work with you, but I'm totally burnt out. So I'll come back to you. And I'm like, okay, I'm here. Like there's ways to do this in like a very pleasurable nervous system regulated, like amazing blissful way. And that's what you want to do. It's like, you don't want to quit that job and get the new one. You want to find a way to love where you are now, you know, and then from that place, that's the place where you want to be creating from, not from lack. Again, it's all about like the energy. And I talk a lot about the energy in the work I do because, you know, you can be taking the same action but it's all about the energy. Like you can be taking the same action in scarcity or in abundance, you know, even like maybe cooking, yeah? You can be like, oh, I don't have enough to afford this and this and this and I hate this and mm," and like giving all that energy to a meal. Or you can be like, oh, amazing. Like I have... I don't know, $20. I'm abundant. There's so much I can buy. Like, how can I get creative? You know, and that's what you were talking about. This like curiosity. That's really important to like really bring out creativity. So how can I get creative? Oh my God. And then you're like excited. You have music on, you're like woohoo! cooking, giving all this love and energy to this meal. And then it's nourishing you. Yeah. So it's anything. It's like, how do you interact? How do you pay your bill? This is my favorite thing because I want people that pay me to be like, you know, because I want to receive that money like that. I want to be like overwhelmed with love and gratitude when that hits my bank. I don't want people to be like, oh my God, fuck, I have to pay her again. Oh shit, fuck. Oh my God, uh, I hate doing that. Uh, Damn it, damn it. You know, because that's the energy I receive that. And it's like that scarcity. It's like, how do you pay your bills? Are you grateful for You know, and I really love this reframe. Like when you pay electricity and water, you've already used it, right? So they have trusted you. Yeah. They've given this to you unconditionally, as much as you want. You can take it. And then they trust you to pay for it.
0: Yeah. It's like, thank you for the hot water in my shower today. Thank you for the roof of my house, like my head, like the food in my belly. And it brought up an experience, just what you were sharing when i was pretty like tight financially like i didn't have a whole lot um and i do really really mindful of what i was spending at the grocery store and i would go to the grocery store and i would buy like the same ingredients and i would use those same ingredients to make three different meals breakfast lunch and dinner but it was the same ingredients and so i was like wow like look how much i can do with these same ingredients And in this moment, as I was reflecting, I was like, I remember really enjoying that food. Like it was like tasty and I found ways to make it delicious, even though I didn't have a lot. And it just actually felt really nourishing. And then I've had experience where I've had a lot of money and I just like willy nilly buy whatever. And I'm not even grateful for it. I'm like, Oh, like, this is kind of eh, eh, like, it's all right. I remember in those times when I had very little, I was like, oh, this food is nourishing me and filling my belly. And I remember um, in that same time when I was living in the same house, I was thinking, oh, an avocado would be really nice to add to my meal, which I don't usually get. And I was like, I'd like to get an avocado and I forgot to get it. I I was like, oh, I forgot to get that avocado. I have to go back later. And then the lady that was moving out was clearing out her fridge. She's like, oh, hey, do you want this avocado? (laughs) I'm leaving and I don't really wanna take it with me. I'm like, oh my God, I manifested. (laughs) And I was so excited. And I feel like I've shared this story somewhere at some point, but I was like, when I manifest or when I received that avocado, that felt more exciting to me than some of the bigger (laughs) manifestations or receivings that I've had since where I've like, I, I've had like moments of obviously like still grateful for all these beautiful things in life. But there's times where I'm like, I got something I really wanted. I'm like, I don't feel the way I thought I was going to feel But this mm. avocado. Like <laughs> it was so good. And it was think- a sign from the universe.
1: It was like a confirmation,
0: right? Yeah. Like, those yeah. Things. It was like that little, like, we got you. like you're okay. Like we can create, we can manifest. Like it just really landed. But sometimes, yeah, we can have these big dreams and we're like doing all the things and exhausting ourselves. or like the journey can be so hard getting there. You finally get there and you're like, Oh, is that it? Because I, I feel like for me, I felt so disconnected from my joy and, I felt like I was pushing and forcing and like I felt so exhausted by the time I actually got to the thing I want to like I'm fucking exhausted like (laughs) I don't even know how to enjoy this and yeah sometimes it's those simple things I remember like an experience being on my bike and just feeling the sun on my skin and the cool breeze and just feeling such a deep gratitude for life and I didn't have all the things that I thought I needed to have to be happy or abundant. But in this moment, just this experience that it's so etched in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have quite a few of those different stories where it's like those simple things like that just really have anchored in where I'm like, that's what feels like abundance to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. How do I bring that energy into all of the other things? So I can also really enjoy the the business I create or or the new client or the partner or the trip or the thing that I like really really wanted to create how can I enjoy the whole journey of creating it so that when I also get there I'm already in my joy it just amplifies the joy that's what I've been playing with it's like let me be in my joy now and let that guide the way to wherever I'm deciding to go Rather than doing what I think I need to do in order to get the thing because I'm trying to manipulate and control, which actually has never felt good for me, when Mm i have like, let me feel if this is aligned. Nope, it doesn't feel good. Let me delete that or let me rearrange it and find a way that I can actually enjoy the journey rather than, like you said, rushing to the coffin, rushing to the destination, eventually on that deathbed, you're like, where did my life go?
1: Yeah that's really sad with the society because when I first began my awakening journey I really saw like the answers were here but everyone is guided here it's so far from where where you really want to go yeah. where like your heart is where your soul is where your soul actually wants to go you know i do a lot of soul calls where people come they're like i've dreamt of you like my soul told me to come you know because it's like when we have this emotional turmoil and we create this sometimes this sabotage actually doesn't come from the protector piece it comes from the soul like i want more i this is not the right relationship for you this is not the right job for you like And this is where people like hit rock bottom, you know, they're like, they get so depressed there and then they go have like an ayahuasca journey or near death experience that it's like wakes them up finally. Um, But it was funny when you were sharing your avocado story. I had a a memory come through and I wanted to share it because, you know, it's like these little things, you know, and we've all been there. And it's like now I get to just not worry about finances, you know, but sometimes I still do. But I remember like my scarcity journey. Oh, my God, this is why I teach it. You know, your message, your message is like, oh, my God, I come from such deep ancestral like Poverty mentality. And um, I remember it was, oh, my God, this is the funniest story. I like feel the same as your avocado. I decided and I I called myself, I used to call myself, not that anymore, thank God, a money rexic, right? So I was like an anorexic person, but with money. So I would like calorie count, except like sense, you know, I wouldn't let myself have anything. I would deprive myself the way I showed love to myself. And worthiness is like free money. So I'm not worthy or deserving of anything. Um, And actually like deep inner child work was what transformed it. And all my pain, deep inner child work yeah. <laughs> transformed. Um, but I decided I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to buy a new lipstick. You know, I my old one's gone and I really want to buy it. And then I went and I looked and I think um, there was two that I wanted one was on sale and the other one that I really wanted wasn't on sale you know and I was like oh oh, mm." and then I did this crazy thing you know and it's like oh my god it kind of brings tears to my eyes to think that this is like a wild wild experience but really it was I was so undeserving of this that I was like oh my god this was a big deal I was like I'm gonna buy them both you know it was like wow you know like wow and like reflecting now I'm like holy shit I can't believe what scarcity I lived in like but everything is just imagined I could afford this fucking lipstick but I just wouldn't let myself afford it I wouldn't allow myself to afford it even though I had the money because of the beliefs I was running but the miracle that occurred when I went there that lipstick that wasn't on sale actually was like even more on sale and the other one was on sale. So two of them were less than the price of the one I wanted to originally buy. (laughs) I I was literally like the happiest person because I was still had all my shit. Like I still had all my undeservingness, all my other shit. So that lipstick didn't transform anything. Like now I look at it and I have all this reality. But in that moment, I was worthy of this discounted lipsticks. You know, that is like, and I felt like it was a blessing from the universe to get that like discount, you know. And now it's like, actually, looking at it now, I always say, like, when you stop asking for discounts, like when you feel worthy, you stop asking for discounts. When you feel des- deserving, you know, it's like if you are worthy and deserving, nothing is too expensive for you, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, my God, poor me in the past felt so unworthy and deserving, you know, that, like, I was celebrating getting these discounts because it's like, oh, I'm worthy of a super discounted two lipsticks instead of, like, I'm fucking worthy of the best lipstick in the shop. I don't give a fuck what the
0: price tag is, you know. It's like, yeah. And it's it's such a journey because it's like like you're saying like we can have these layers of unworthiness and undeservingness and still receive so it's not about i have to 100 percent fully fix heal or integrate something before i can have like i like to think of it like, like think of the milestones along the journey rather than thinking i have to get here before i can have the thing because again that's just a belief that's going to create the reality of i have to be here before i'm going to receive So it's like knowing that I can receive along the way and I can go through the layers step by step. I don't have to dive into the deep end and overwhelm my nervous system that's already overwhelmed and traumatized and overstretched. And (laughs) like, I can actually take it at my own pace and honor myself in that and know that I can receive along the way. And that's what I've experienced as well. Like that year of the avocado story, I just like, I was very low on funds that year. Like it was a really challenging year and I had a lot of uncomfortable experiences that year, but it was also the year that I discovered breathwork, And that mm-hmm. was just, it completely, it felt like a massive pivot on my journey. Like I was doing a lot of mindset, positive thinking, affirmations, self-development, book reading, like all these things that I had done. I'm like, why isn't things shifted yet? Like, I feel like I'm missing something. And they were shifting gradually, but I couldn't quite see how much was shifting and like the bigger picture. And I was like, I feel like I'm missing something. And then I found breath work. Mm. And that first workshop I did was like, I need to understand what the heck just happened here, (laughs) because this has just blown me wide open and I don't understand it. Mm. And then there was a training that came up later that year. And I was like, I have no money. I don't know how I'm going to afford this, but I feel like this deep knowing I have to be there and I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to, I have to be there. Like that's, I know what, what is, and I had to let go of the how cause I was like, I don't have the how. And I feel like that is also part of the, the equation of like, whether you call it manifestation or creation or whatever you want to call it. It's like, let go of the how and you can get curious you can play like i like to like go into that and i'll think about all the different ways that i could cultivate or do something but it's often when i actually let go of how it is going to happen or how it needs to happen that it just happens and funnily enough with that particular experience i just held on to the knowing that i needed to be there and i kind of just had to let go of everything else and then I got a tax refund that was the exact amount I needed for the course (laughs) and it was quite fascinating because like there was a a transfer like they had specific instructions of how to pay and I did it wrong which means like they didn't get the full amount because there was like a fee and so then I think it was like the fee was like maybe a hundred bucks or something and I went into full freak out mode scarcity like I can't, like, I gave you all my money to do this course. Like, I can't do that. (laughs) I'm like freaking out and they're like, sorry, but that, like, that's just kind of how it is. Like we'll need you to bring the amount that's missing by the retreat date or whatever, like just bring it to us and give it to us there. And I just had to like really, again, surrender and be like, okay, this is the situation. And, of course the money showed up and I had the money and I paid them. It was all good, but it's just like, what a like massive part of the initiation of like the money was given to me, like a gift from the universe is how it felt. So have this mm-hmm. course. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, ah, like freaking mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And that was just like a really a deep opportunity to meet that part and be like, it's okay. We've got this. Mm-hmm. And I often ask myself, how many times, do I need these experiences of like the universe has my back I'm taken (laughs) care of I can create I can manifest I can receive how many experiences do I need before I actually accept that as truth (laughs) and I kind of have a giggle about it now
1: yeah I was literally just thinking that as you were sharing your story like literally that I'm like wow it's like and you like just said it so so beautifully. You really like my thoughts into beautiful words. It's like yeah, how many more times? Because I've had these experiences, you know, and I still doubt the universe, even though they're constantly, constantly giving, constantly supporting, constantly holding my hand. And I'm still like, mm, I don't know. Uh, this is why I love working with the spleen. <laughs> so I'm like trust, 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 trust. Um. Anyways, I have to wrap up and I'm sure we could do another part two at yeah. another point.
0: Yeah. So if there's anything else you want to yeah, share to wrap up, um, I know you have a, a couple of amazing things coming up. So feel free to dive into that a little bit and give us some ideas of how we can connect with you, um, what you've got coming up for anyone that wants to explore your work deeper. Yeah um
1: mm, thank you so much thank you so much for having me as well I had such a joy to talk to you and really like I felt the co-creation there were so many beautiful things that you shared that I was like yes 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 you know it's so yeah it's so magical and like the importance really the importance I think what I'm taking away is like you know, the journey, you know, the journey, the journey. It's all about the journey, you know, and there's so many things, you know, like I really love chatting with you because I'm at such a different level of, you know, where I'm at and it's like sometimes I forget where, where we come from, you know, we forget the little things we forget, you know, the to and those reminders that no matter where you are, you can still receive and it's like no duh. Like you're always receiving, you know, and then you're up level and you still have shit and you're still receiving, you know, it doesn't mean you're like inherently worthy and deserving. So the universe is with you all the time, no matter what, but you just have some more shit to wade through, you know, because you want to be somewhere else. And that's part of the human experience. But like, you're already perfect. You're already amazing. And I think this is like one of the big things that I really got from like that as a 16 year old where it was like trying to fix and change you it's like no it's just acceptance acceptance of who you are um yeah so If you like my vibe, um, there's a few things I'm working on. Uh, So when this episode will come out, um, because I am currently in Thailand studying with Mantak Chia, doing all the Taoist magic, um, I'll be releasing some workshops and I'll be explaining how to do the six healing sounds. If that's something you want to try, also we do this practice called the inner heart And it's all about cultivating love and sending love to all your organs and all your body parts. And honestly, I think like this is such a crucial part to you as a human being to understand that you have your own life force energy that can heal and transform anything and to learn how to use that. And to reclaim your power, you know, so if <clears throat> that sounds curious or exciting, you can send me a message, you can look at the, um, the page with all the information, I'll send that all through to Monique. Um, and yeah, if you enjoyed the money conversation, I'll also send the link to the waiting list for the money course that's coming out. Um, it's going to be a very embodied journey. There will be a lot of work around, obviously, your ancestral lines, your parents, your caregivers, inner child work. There will be lots of breath work, somatic embodiment and movement, tantra, Taoism, um, IFS, parts work, the thing that we talked a lot about, pleasure. Um, and a lot of energy and mindset and reframing. So really having you totally transform your relationship to money. And the course, the one that I already have and is going to be updated, it's called Money as Love, you know. And the intention for me was to show you um, if you believe in oneness, you know, uh, if that's something that you explore. The, then you are one with everything, right? Like you and I are one, you're one with this chair and the bottle and the phone and you are one with money, you know? So if you shame and reject, that's a part of you that you shame and reject. Mm. And it might be something that you do to yourself actually, you know? And that's what I find in a lot of my work. Like right now I'm finishing off a sales course and it's like, The way you relate to your business is the way you relate to yourself. You know, it's the way you relate to money, to food. It's all interconnected, you know. So doing the work, like the start of the work of bringing that love and compassion and acceptance to all parts of you will help you in every area of your life, you know, especially how you relate with money, right? Doing this work around money will help you in the way you relate to yourself, you know, it's all interconnected. And if you feel shame and guilt around spending money on transforming your relationship to money, if you feel greedy, if you feel like icky, if you're like, oh, who would do that? I couldn't ever do that. I should be focusing my money somewhere else because I'm in total scarcity. Yeah. Um, I want to say something to that because I just had the most mind-blowing session with one of my clients where we dived into that and I was like, holy shit, like I have never seen this in this way. It's like one of those things that you kind of know and you don't feel it. And imagine that you are walking and you feeling so freaking insecure, right? Your head is down. You're looking at your feet. You're like tracking every step. You know, you're really just making sure that you're like hyper-focused, making sure you're taking the steps in the right direction, right? And you're totally blind to anything else, Right. Because you are so in scarcity and all you're trying to do is think about money. How can I get more money? How can I pay the bill? Oh, my God, I'm thinking about the bill. Oh, how did they? Why did they overcharge me? Oh, did they overcharge me? Oh, that person hasn't paid me back. No, I can't give it to them. Oh, I can't buy that. That's too expensive. Don't ask for that. That's too expensive. Yeah. So even when you're with other people, you can't fully be there because you're not fully there. You know, you're worried. Your your body is in stress. You're ooh. So when you do the inner work around money. Yeah, you're actually open to abundance. And when you're in abundance, you're no longer actually thinking about money. So this is the paradox. When you work on money, you stop thinking about money. Yeah, and it's not because money's dirty. It's It's just is, you know. And then you can actually focus on, you know, the thing in front of you. So this is when you walk confidently. Imagine like when you're walking and you know, you just know. You walk like you know. You're using your peripheral vision. You don't need to look down. You're looking out. You're looking out into the world, into the eyes of your loved ones. Yeah, you're looking to your mission, to your purpose. Yeah, so it's like this is taken care of. You're not worried about that. That's inevitable. You know how to step. Then you can focus your energy. You're more present. You're more present with your mission, your purpose, your job, your kids, your partner. You know, it's like you're more generous. Yeah, it it totally transforms you know and this is the importance of money work you know it's not it's like self-love it's not selfish because it impacts everything around you especially in our society that is so heavily like influenced by money we it's just money yeah so you want to liberate yourself from that
0: um i'm constantly saying like how do we give from an empty cup like when you're abundant you have so much more to give so how is it Really, it's more selfish to say in scarcity because we don't have much to give and share. And we're also like keeping from ourselves, like it's like as a way of protection. Like again, we're doing it because we're trying to protect in some way. So we look at it like that. It's kind of more of that selfishness. Whereas when I'm abundant, I'm like, I know when I'm in an abundant state, I just want to give so much. I just want to pour into people, like, and I'm mm-hmm. abundantly giving. From a really beautiful place that's also nourishing so for me that's yeah how is that selfish
1: yeah giving out of love not fear you know you're not trying to get anything you're just like it, it's you understand that it's just flow and it's like yeah when you get abundance you know that you never are depleted because it's
0: just,
1: it's just energy, you know. Um, so if you're interested in discovering more of that, then I will send a link for my money course. Um, and if you are interested in shifting beliefs, um, I have a whole course called The Unspoken. We didn't really talk much about it this time, but we did talk about the inner child. And the thing about The Unspoken, it's, um, it is <laughs> lighting the light on the shadow you know and it's speaking to the unspoken and helping you liberate these parts of you that you have been rejecting and shaming yeah and we talked i talked a little bit about that transforming your relationship with money and it all starts there so i'll send all the links everything will be there um yeah and i'll send also free uh meditation that you can do to join my mailing list
0: Yay. Beautiful. I'm going to make sure all of that is in the description of this episode. So definitely find Dasha on Instagram and Facebook and follow her. She's always posting like really inspiring um content. And it's just really, really amazing to be in that energy. Like I, I really feel when you're sharing, it is sharing from authenticity and from the heart. So yeah, definitely follow her and yeah. I'm super excited to be sharing this conversation. I feel like it was so potent. There's so much here. Um, I feel like scarcity, is, it's, it can sometimes feel like it's just everywhere. So I, I, my intention for this conversation and this transmission is to really help us lift out of that and to find that balance of experiencing more of that abundance and that joy and knowing that you are worthy of it all.
1: Mm, yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, guys, I'm so excited to have you follow me. Uh, Instagram, I am Dasha Basikova very long you will find it in the show notes and yeah one of the tips I think you asked me this and I never answered but how to get out of like scarcity and because your beliefs create your reality surround yourself with people living in abundance so watch and listen to Monique's content my content and other people that inspire you that are showing you
0: that there is a different way I think that's the best so thank you so much for having me thank you so much Thank you so much for listening to the Google Unleashed podcast. If you are loving this content, go ahead and subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. Please leave a five-star review to help me get these powerful teachings and practices to those who need it. If you would like to submit a question or would like to know more about how we can work together, send me an email to info at So much love to you, beautiful human. Until next time.